officially one year into my personal CrossFit journey and officially able to say I have competed in a CrossFit competition. And trust me when I say these are just words I never thought would be coming out of my mouth. Today, I'm here to talk to you about the pros and cons of CrossFit and to do some myth debunking. I'm Kelly Youngstrom, and this is Keep Yourself Well. And today we're talking about CrossFit. And if you're not into CrossFit, you're anti-CrossFit, I want to encourage you to stick around because I was totally one of those people. And I am not saying everyone needs to do CrossFit by any means. My goal is not to have you drink the Kool-Aid. I am very much a hobbyist when it comes to CrossFit, but I think as a fitness professional and someone, you know, so versed in the wellness sphere to know that I had some misconceptions and preconceived notions that I've since, uh, you know, readjusted and redesigned my thought process around, I feel like some of you may as well. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about it uh, because I do think it has a lot of potential value and I do think it's easy to kind of highlight the intensity of CrossFit when I think it's very much a spectrum. So that being said, I'll start with saying when I first went to CrossFit just over a year ago, I think it was May, the end of May, uh, 2021, I went with my good friend, Re, whose partner is a CrossFit coach and she'd been going and, um, she wanted me to come do a drop-in class And I made even a a little like TikTok and Instagram reel about it being like, come with me to my first and likely my last CrossFit uh, class, like already having decided that this wasn't for me. And then what do you know? I had the best time and I loved it. And I left and ended that video being like, I think I might be hooked. Um, So needless to say, I have continued to dabble in CrossFit for this past year. I wouldn't say completely seriously because just in terms of my capacity with time and physical output with training, jujitsu has really been my main focus because I have been preparing um, for jujitsu competitions, as you know. So CrossFit has been more of a cross-training approach to support my jujitsu personally. Um, But that being said, I did have the opportunity to compete this past weekend, but very much so for fun. Of course, you know me, I'm always going to give it my all. And we very much so did. I competed on a team, um, but I never anticipated getting into CrossFit to compete. This um, competition was a charity fundraiser in memory of a local, um, a late local CrossFit athlete, Bruce Gordon, who passed away as a result of pancreatic cancer. So this was all about the community and the experience. It was about competing on a team with my friends and, you know, competing with one of my best friends and another now, you know, one of our best friends, we've got this special bond, uh, friend from the gym, all three of us for the first time ever. So it wasn't about winning. It was about showing up and doing the thing and, and following through. So I thought I'd tell you about the competition and talk to you about the pros and cons of, of CrossFit and some of the myths um, that I think, 
you know, inaccurately exist around CrossFit. So the competition that we did this past weekend was called Be Like Bruce. Um, and it's a three day CrossFit competition, which I know sounds very intense, but we did the scaled version. And that's something I really want to highlight in CrossFit is that there are levels to this. So there's the RX, which of course stands for prescription or prescribed, and then there's scaled. So I still am doing a year later. And as someone who works out regularly is strong, has a background in powerlifting and bodybuilding and all of the sports, I'm doing scaled workouts. So that just, you know, keep that in your mind. So my team competed in the scaled version, which means that the workouts are adjusted. They're still very challenging, but it means that the set and rep scheme might be different or the weights that you're lifting in terms of the quantity of weight may be different. The distance may be different. All sorts of things can be adjusted. So for this competition on Friday night, we did a WAD, which if you don't know is an acronym that stands for workout of the day, but it just means a short workout. Um, and then Saturday, it was a triathlon day. Now for the teams, um, who were doing the scaled version, the distance was different. And one team member did each leg of the triathlon. So I just had to run a short run under 5k, but let me tell you in 36 degree heat, even as a seasoned runner, it felt a lot farther than just under 5k. Um, but the RX individual competitors did almost a full triathlon on their own. The distances were, I think, a little shorter than a, a, a full classified triathlon, but they still, not to discredit that at all, they did a swim, a bike, and a run again in 36 degree heat. And then on Sunday, we did three workouts. So you might be wondering how the workouts work as a team. Uh, it's really fun. There'll be different variations of how it's structured. And this might all sound confusing, but trust me, if you ever show up to a workout at the gym, it is all laid out very clearly. The coaches explain it and break it down for you. But just to give you an example, um, one of the workouts we started with on Sunday, you had to start with 60 deadlifts and 60 burpees and you break it up however you need to as a team. So we did 20 each. I did 20 deadlifts. Then you go slap hands with one of your teammates. They come in and do 20 run back, slap hands. The third teammate comes in and, and does 20 and you can do these workouts, even if there are some movements you can't do. So for example, on Friday, there was bench pressing in the workout. Unfortunately, one of our teammates just wasn't comfortable benching the amount of weight that was required even in the scale division. So two of us took over and just did as much as we could. So there's always a way to make it work. Even in the competition, I by no means felt like I was uh, equipped or qualified to, to do the competition, but somehow our team came out third out of nine scaled women's like teams, which I think is just amazing. So, um, you know, it was not about winning. It was not about placing. I was shocked that we made it to the podium, but it was so fun and it really did push us. We knew at the end of the day on Friday that we were in third place. And so we decided, you know what, we had no expectations, but knowing that that's where we were standing after the first day, let's try to push it. And so it really motivated us. And by the skin of our teeth, we held that third place spot right through to the weekend. So it was really cool. And again, just something that was so experiential with me, um, for me to share with friends, because I have been competing as a solo athlete for like, as long as I can remember now, I haven't competed in team sports since high school and my grade 12 year playing fastball would have been my last 
um, like serious team competitive sports. So from there, it's been, you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting, wrestling, jujitsu, you know, I do have a team behind me with those things, but it's just you out there competing. So for this to be all three of us, you know, cheering each other on, picking up uh, where one left off and, and carrying the load with one another. It just was really so satisfying. And I was so proud. I couldn't believe how proud I was to see my friends pushing themselves and see my friends and, you know, other um, gym members and teammates on other teams doing their thing, not to mention a couple of clients who you may have heard me shout out on social media. But again, um, my client, Carol Ann, won the won the RX women's individual division, beating someone that has been in the CrossFit games many times, which is just a huge accomplishment. And not that it's about that level of like individual competition, but just to say, Caroline is an amazing athlete and she was fundraising like crazy and just is such a big advocate for this cause. And then Mike Rogers, who also competed in the RX individual division, obviously for the men, and he placed third and absolutely rocked it and did all of his workouts fasted on keto, which is just the coolest thing. And I could not have been more proud and more inspired because I'm showing up, you know, I'm definitely not there in a coaching role, uh, when it comes to CrossFit, but, you know, to show up and, and be having been in the coaching capacity for these two athletes and see them excelling at such a high level, far, 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 like far beyond where I'm at and will, you know, be at for years was just so motivating and inspiring. Like I was just blown away and, um, you know, felt their support back and just the whole energy of the weekend was amazing. So that being said, I want to get into the pros of, of CrossFit because the community is something that I didn't know I was missing. I really didn't know I was missing and have just continued to be amazed by when it comes to CrossFit. Now, I know just from my experience, I've only been to one CrossFit gym and they've been amazing to me. Um, I go to a gym called CrossFit 306 in the city and, you know, I, I post about them. I talk about them. Obviously they expect nothing of me. I just think it's an amazing community and I've had such great experiences. Actually the owner, Jason Kane was one of my first ever, um, podcast guests. And so you can go listen to his episode. He's just amazing. His wife, Rebecca, his family's always, always in the gym. And, you know, now I have been able to make so many friends, through the community. And if you show up alone to CrossFit, it can be totally intimidating. Like showing up anywhere when it's new and unknown is always a little bit intimidating. I was going to meet a friend my first day and I still was so nervous because I just didn't know what to expect. So that's exactly what I hope this episode kind of, you know, puts to rest for anyone who's been considering it. There's just nothing to be nervous about. And I know you'll be nervous, but once you get in and say like, Hey, it's my first day, the coaches and the community will pick you up and cheer you on and make sure that you're totally confident in what comes next. Um, and seeing the community pull together for this event and for the fundraiser this weekend was just amazing. It was a competition and you never would have felt like it in the sense of, you know, other teams that I was competing against, we're cheering my team on. I got to make friends with the girls on the other team. Like, you know, we're joking. And as we're like running past us, I was stressing at the start of my run <laughs> because we didn't get to wear headphones. And one of the girls from the other team was like hyping me up. And it just was 
awesome energy. And, you know, maybe the energy would be different if it was in a, a, a non like fundraising situation, but regardless, whether you're competing or not, and there's no pressure to ever compete. Like I felt no pressure to compete. I truly did this because a friend asked me and I knew it was for a good cause and it would be an experience that I could learn from and, you know, share with you and share with my clients and just have under my own belt. Um, but there was no pressure and no expectation. I never thought I would end up competing in CrossFit. And every time I say that about anything, I think people laugh at me because like, I should just know better by now, but it's never competing for the sake of competition. It's, it's competing to push myself truly. Um, and that's what it's all about for me. So for example, on the run on, on Saturday, I did a personal best. I placed like first in the women's, um, scale division for the run. And so those are like personal victories to me. It's not about how I level up really to anyone else. It was that I did my best. So anyways, needless to say, I really truly mean it when I say I didn't think I'd go back to CrossFit after that first class, nor did I think I'd end up competing one day. Um, But the community is just unlike any other. And I don't think that we often recognize what we're missing if you're used to training alone. And I, I really say that seriously. I thought I preferred training alone, but having that community, knowing that you get that social aspect. And I talked about this a little bit in the episode where I talked about, um, you know, investing in your wellness and, and the cost of your health. When you're investing in a gym membership and it's something like CrossFit, you get that social aspect as well. And I think that's really incredible. You know, you've got like a built-in set of friends and I I really appreciate that aspect. Um, Another pro is that CrossFit is for everyone. And this is definitely a myth that I think needs debunking. Again, I was very close-minded to CrossFit and I feel like this is unfortunately, and this is why I want to talk about it. I think some of the bias that comes from different sports and different gym types kind of, you know, combating one another. So coming from bodybuilding and and powerlifting, I feel like I was biased based on what I had heard about CrossFit, not, you know, making my own judgments, which is very unlike me, but needless to say, I had obviously been influenced and it was just, it was ignorance and lack of knowledge, right? Like I hadn't had my own personal experience. And I actually think that part of it is I was scared. I was scared to push myself. I was scared to put myself into something new and and be uncomfortable, but CrossFit really is for everyone. And if you've seen CrossFit athletes or you see a, a video of the CrossFit games, you know, and say, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Well, that's like watching the Olympics and saying like, oh my gosh, I could never ice skate. Well, you know, ice skating as a hobby and ice skating as an Olympic sport are very different. So, you know, doing CrossFit as a hobby or, you know, as a way to take care of your health and wellness is very different than doing CrossFit at the level of the CrossFit games, which arguably is the Olympics of CrossFit. So CrossFit really is for everyone. And I, I wish that you could see inside the gym, how I see inside the gym, because I show up and there are people of all ages from kids to 60 year olds, 70 year olds. I think, I think the oldest person that I've seen in my gym thus far is 70. Um, but I'm sure there's people beyond that doing CrossFit and people of all strengths, all fitness levels, all body capabilities, like all across the spectrum of individuals and bodies CrossFit is for everyone. And I think what we don't understand is that these workouts, like I said, are scalable or adjustable the weights can be adapted. The movements can be adapted. Movements can be switched out. 
everything can be altered for your body. And another big pro of CrossFit is that part of what you're investing in is coaching. You have a coach with you through every single workout. They set you up before the workout to make sure you've got weights that are right for you. They watch you execute a couple of the movements before you get into the full workout to make sure that you're doing it right, that you're working on technique, that you are choosing movements and weights that are good for you. I was really worried about my ego. And I have talked about this about CrossFit that I felt like I needed to wait until I was actually at a place in my own personal journey and wellness journey where I wasn't going to over push it to try to prove anything to anyone. It needed to be a personal journey. And part of this was because I was worried I would, you know, try to be a hero for lack of a better word and push it too much and maybe get injured. But honestly, the coaching at the gym is a really great insurance policy because it makes it very unlikely that that is going to happen. They will tell you even through a workout, like I've had a coach come up to me halfway through a workout, bring me a lighter dumbbell and, or be like, Hey, why don't you pull a plate off the bar? There's no ego in it. It's for your own benefit. And it's so you get a better workout. And so that you get a workout where you can keep coming back tomorrow. The goal is not to be so crippling sore that you can't train again tomorrow. So the coaching helps to ensure that CrossFit is for everyone and all of the movements are progressive. So there are lots of movements, especially the gymnastics movements that I can't execute to their full extent yet. I can't walk on my hands for meters at a time. I can't do toes to bar that are connected. I can't do kipping pull-ups. I can't do muscle ups. And part of this is probably because I am taking a more hobbyist approach. You know, I would love to know what would happen if I really focused on CrossFit for a year, but I don't mind that I can't do those things. I keep working on them when I have time, as I have time and I keep progressing, but I do a scaled version that replicates the movement as much as possible. So truly CrossFit is, is for everyone and the coaching will help ensure that's the case. And another one of the pros is that you train like an athlete and you train functionally. And I actually wanted to look up like, what is the definition of CrossFit? I feel like we all know what CrossFit is, um, but the kind of traditional definition of, of CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity. So the feeling of training like an athlete, it just feels so good in your body to feel the sense of pride and accomplishment of that's what my body can do versus that's what my body can look like. Now, this is something that I think was counterintuitive to me that I actually really enjoyed the body neutrality or even body positivity aspect of CrossFit, because I think that at first glance, you might look at photos of a CrossFit gym or, you know, CrossFit athletes that are really elite and, and be like, oh my goodness, like their physiques, they're totally specimens. Um, but what I see when I go into the CrossFit gym is the bodies of every shape and size. Everybody looks different and there are bodies that look like professional bodybuilders that are doing these elite CrossFit workouts. And there are bodies that don't necessarily look like elite bodybuilder, you know, bodies, and they are doing the same workouts executed at the same level. And it shows you just the variance of what a body can do, regardless of what it looks like. You are not worried about, you know, your 
jiggle and wiggle when you're doing these movements, you're focused, you're dialed in. And, and part of this is the flow state that happens when you're off your phone. You know, there's no way you can be on your phone in a CrossFit workout. You're focused in because there is a level of mental stimulus where you're focusing on what the next movements are or keeping track of your reps. And, you know, you really have to be focused in. And so it gives you that, you know, 30 to 60 minutes where you're dialed in, you're training like an athlete, you're focusing on what your body can do. And I loved this weekend seeing all of these incredible athletes in one space everybody type under the sun that you could possibly imagine. And so much body confidence where it was, you know, super lean bodies that were covered head to toe, not lean bodies that were covered head to toe, super lean bodies that were, had it all showing, not super lean bodies that had it all showing. Like it was just a body is, is there to be an athlete. And I love that. And, you know, I've, I've said this so many times in so many different ways, um, you know, since I started the podcast that I just think when you focus on what your body can do, it creates such a healthy relationship with your body. It creates such body positivity. And this is even something I've been experiencing personally, you know, um, I am getting ready for a jujitsu match. You might've seen that on Instagram coming up next month. And my opponent is going to be quite a bit heavier than me. And so it has shifted me to right now where I'm at, think about my body as a machine in a way where it's not about, I want to look leaner. It's not about, I want to have abs for summer. It's, I want to be functioning at my best. So not, I want to get heavier because she's heavier per se, but what weight do I function my best at? What weight am I strongest, fastest, recovering the most quickly? And so when I think about where my body looks physique wise this time, right now, this year versus last year, a year ago, when I started CrossFit, I was a little bit leaner then, but guess what? I wasn't stronger. I wasn't faster. My body wasn't capable as capable. I wasn't recovering as quickly. I didn't feel better. I just was slightly leaner. And so, you know, having that ability to reflect and think about like, okay, but what can my body do? It's a vehicle, not a trophy. That has been a really positive aspect for me of CrossFit and of course, jujitsu and other functional sports that I do. But I think that's something that a lot of people can gain from. And I've had people, you know, say like, they're scared to go to a CrossFit gym because they walk in and the bodies are so intimidating. But I think if anything, it should be motivating because from what I have seen most CrossFit athletes, and again, I don't want to generalize, but truly most CrossFit athletes are not dieting to be lean. They're eating to fuel their bodies. And when you train like an athlete, you end up looking like an athlete. So they're not necessarily focused and again, not to generalize, of course, some people will be, but they're not necessarily focused on trying to look lean. They just happen to get lean by eating and training, um, like an athlete. So if anything, I think if you walk into the gym and do see those bodies, I think it should be very motivating, encouraging if anything, but also that for every body that looks like that, there's also the, you know, brand new to CrossFit mom or the grandma, like there's people of all ages, shape, sizes, everything in CrossFit. So anyways, I, I will let that go, but really I, I love that. And something that I get personally from CrossFit and part of this, I guess, could be linked to the community, but I think it's just more the environment is the energy and the push you get from doing a workout in that environment with a coach, with people around you, with music going 
versus doing it on your own, because I have the equipment at home. I'm very lucky to have invested and be able to do a lot of the workouts at home. But no matter how intrinsically motivated I am, I do not get the same level of workout or just feeling of accomplishment of the workout when I do it at home versus when I do it at the gym with everyone there doing it together, you push more, you have more fun. And so you just get this energy to push yourself. And I swear, like I will go to CrossFit on days where I'm so tired. There's no way. How am I ever going to do it? The whistle goes off and similar to the events this weekend, you know, by the end of Sunday, you're going into that third workout, just being like, oh my gosh, like how could I, there's a video of me deep breathing before the workout, just so stressed. Like, where am I going to pull this energy from? And then you just do it and you feel so good afterwards. And you really do get like a CrossFit high, very much like a runner's high because you get endorphins. And I want you to remember that your workout should energize you. And so it's easy to go like end of day, you know what? I'm too tired. I can't go to CrossFit or can't go do whatever form of exercise but you'll be energized as a result of it. It's filling your cup up. And one of the things that I love, one of the final pros that I'll put on this list is that it's quick and efficient and it combines cardio, strength, power, and a little bit of mobility. So a a general CrossFit workout is going to be 30 minutes or less. Now, if you go to a CrossFit gym, usually you're going to have an hour of time blocked out and there's going to be a workout and maybe some cool down and recovery in that. But the actual workout itself, it's I say quick and dirty, it's quick and efficient and it allows you to really push. You know, I think about when people, and I used to do this, spend an hour, two hours in the gym, lifting weights, you know, how much of that time is really pushing yourself and how much of that time is wasted CrossFit. You're there, you put your phone down, there's no distractions, you get it done and then it's done for the day. And I, I love that. And, you know, proper programming that's done by the CrossFit gym, which that's another benefit too to the great coaching is you don't have to worry about what your workout's going to do that be that day. And even if you're not going into the gym every day, most gyms will share their programming. So I can see what the workout for my gym is every single day, even when I'm not going to go to the gym. So I can do it at home, save it for a rainy day, X, Y, Z. Um, but just that efficiency is, is so nice and proper programming will stagger some of the load so that you're doing more strength and power one day, you're doing more cardio one day and giving you a little bit of a stagger so that you can recover. But that being said, you have to listen to your body. I don't think that there's enough recovery naturally built into CrossFit just as, you know, a matter of, you know, not every gym can do it all. Um, So I do think finding time for mobility and stretching and recovery on your own time is really important. Something that I started implementing for workouts where there's no recovery time added, I will try to stick around and just stretch for at least five minutes before I leave the gym, right? That's just discipline, really easy to tack it on before I leave. And that's it. So I think those are some pretty incredible pros, honestly. And I think that the pros far outweigh any cons. Um, But I will talk about some of the cons. And I think that it's, you know, what would be expected. One of them would be investment. You know, it's no surprise that it is an investment when there's classes hosted all day. Every class has to have a coach. So CrossFit is quite expensive, but I think you get what you pay for. And if you're going to invest in a good CrossFit gym, you're going to go every day. And again, you get your workouts, you get access to the equipment, you get access to the programming, you get great coaching, um, you get the community, like 
there's so much that you get within a gym membership aside from like just your time in the gym. I really believe that. So I do think it's worth it. And I've been working in the wellness sphere for a decade. There's something to be said about an actual financial buy-in when you've made a financial investment in something you're going to show up, you know? So knowing that you've invested over a hundred dollars, like at least over a hundred dollars, um, in a CrossFit membership monthly versus a $20, um, like planet fitness membership, which of those do you think that you're going to be more likely to use? Honestly, I have seen this time and time again, I should do research on it, but the higher the investment, the more buy-in. And so of course, maybe that's not financial, financially feasible for everyone. And I totally understand that, but if there's a way to make it work, I think it's worth trying. Um, some, you can do like drop-ins, you can try a class at a time. Some gyms will offer student rates. Some gyms will offer like halftime rates where, you know, you get X amount of classes per month versus access to the gym every day in a month, so on and so forth. So there's always ways to make it work. Almost all gyms offer like bring a buddy day so you can go try it out for free with a friend. Um, But definitely the investment could be considered a con for some people, just depending on finances. One of the other challenges might be um, the scheduling and convenience of, of distance to the gym. Most CrossFit gyms tend to be in industrial areas. Now, this is honestly like doing us a favor because that tends to mean lower price points in terms of the overhead. Um, but it's not cheap to run a CrossFit gym and to have good coaching. So the, the convenience and distance of the gym, but I'm in a small city, like the farthest anything is away is 20 or 30 minutes in a big city. That's nothing for a commute. So I expect you can find something by you. And I think that convenience of location is one of the best ways to choose a a gym. That's always what's been my deciding factor. Now, of course, good coaching, good ownership, good people, that's priority, especially in a CrossFit gym. But even if it's the best people, if it's across the city from you and there's a gym down the street, like you have to be really honest with yourself about what investment you're willing to make and what you're willing to sacrifice in terms of your time and convenience. Um, you know, if you need childcare, that might be something that is of consideration. The, as far as I know, like most gyms here don't have childcare, the CrossFit gyms, but you can really easily bring your kids and there's kids programming. Um, anyways, so that could be a challenge. Obviously, um, that's not something I have to worry about. The distance to my gym is quite out of my way. And so that is a little bit of inconvenience, but it also makes me really invest my time well when I'm there. And then maybe another time with uh, another con would be that recovery time um, where, you know, you if you're going hard in the paint every day with CrossFit, it can be a lot on your body. Now, obviously you can adapt to it and grow into that and give yourself rest days and give yourself recovery time. But, you know, for me personally, with the other training that I've done, I've found that like two or three really good CrossFit workouts a week is enough for me um, when I'm training jujitsu. When I was just training CrossFit last summer for this is only for a month or two, when my jujitsu gym was closed, I was able to train CrossFit every day and that was fine. I could still recover. I felt great. I was, I was really enjoying it and my body changed very quickly training like that. Um, but then bringing jujitsu back in just time alone, it's not something that I can maintain to be able to do both. So those are really the only cons I could think of. Of course, like anything, you know, there could be, you know, issues with dynamics in the gyms and and things like that. So I think really choosing a good gym with good people who, you know, 
reflect values that are in alignment with yours is important because there is a big community aspect. Not that you have to be best friends with everyone at the gym, but you know, you want it to be as enjoyable as possible. And so I just encourage you to try it. If you haven't like try it, if you haven't, you never know. And I would even recommend trying it for an extended period of time, because there are going to be styles of workouts and movements that you really enjoy and you really excel at. There's going to be styles and types of movements that you don't enjoy, or you just struggle with and have a lot of work to do. And you'll learn a lot about yourself along the way, but I never want someone to try just one CrossFit class because I think it could, you could very easily write it off if it just happened to be a workout that wasn't enjoyable for you or, you know, movements that you totally struggled with. Um, I usually take a peek at what the workouts are going to be before I go, because that's something that my gym offers. And if it's a strength training only workout, that's something that I know that I can do from home really easily. And I can easily push myself. Um, if it's Olympic lifting and I need help on the technique and the form, which I very much so do, then I might go in, but I kind of pick and choose based on my week and based on the type of workout that I need. So a lot to consider, but I want to say, I think that there's a lot of kind of you know, preconceived notions and and myths about CrossFit. So I hope I debunked some of them for you today. And it's something that I'm, you know, really proud to be a part of. Uh, After this weekend, I think a lot of people were curious as to if I'm like hooked and well, I shouldn't say, I think quite a few people asked if I'm hooked, if I'm going to be competing again. And uh, I can totally see the appeal of it. It is so much fun. The energy was amazing. I think for me right now, I would only consider competing as, as a hobbyist. I, I am not at a place where I'm willing to dedicate myself enough as an athlete to really get to a high level. And that's partially because I do want to commit to jujitsu, especially with this match coming up. But the thing that really was the seed planted for me, well, I should say the seed had already been planted. This has been on my goal list for this year, actually 2022, which now with jujitsu is not going to happen, but, um, the triathlon is what really piques my interest the most. That's been something that ever since I retired from bodybuilding, that was actually the first thing that I thought I'd come back to competitively. Um, after bodybuilding, I wanted to do my first triathlon and I haven't yet because then I found jujitsu first, but it is on my bucket list and I want to do that sooner than later. I almost pulled the trigger on a road bike recently, but it just didn't seem like the right fit. So I would say that more likely I will do a triathlon before I'll do another CrossFit competition, unless one comes up that's just for fun. I think there's another one coming up in my community here in the fall. That would be a team event. So maybe I'll put my hand into that because now we've got a little dream team. Our, Our girls team was called wad did we get ourselves into which i think was very clever and i can take no credit for that marketing that was all my friend Reese. so anyways i hope this encourages you to consider crossfit and i would love to know have you tried crossfit did i miss anything that would be on your list of pros or cons or preconceived notions or myths that you have heard of CrossFit, because I'm sure this is not an exhaustive list. This is just my personal list. Um, and I'd love to have, keep the conversation going. So come chat with me, uh, on Instagram or send me an email. You can always contact me through Instagram, Facebook, email, you know where to find me, my website. That is all the time we have together this week. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Please don't forget to subscribe. So you don't miss an episode every Sunday. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at KY wellness. 
More details about this episode and all previous episodes can be found at kywalmas.ca under the podcast tab. Don't forget to move your body, nourish your body, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. See you next week and keep yourself well.